0: Welcome to Coffee and Convos Season 1. We are back! In this week's episode, we gather everyone around the table again. It's been a year, so grab your cup of coffee and let's catch up.
1: back, family. It has been a year, and we are officially back. Yeah, it feels strange. I almost feel like uh, I'm learning how to ride a bike again for the first time. <laughs> uh, but welcome back to Coffee and Combos. Uh, I am your host, Josh, and as always, I am joined by my beautiful, my lovely, my gorgeous wife, Becca. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Becca, here we are. Fast We're forward back. a year. Uh, yeah, a lot. A lot. A, a lot, lot <laughs> has happened in a year, but we're back around the table, have all kinds of really exciting things to tell you about, uh, all kinds of new coffee that we've experienced, all kinds of new life change. Um, yeah, I, I guess we'll open with the first big kind of life change thing. We're in a whole new state. Yeah. So we no longer Floridians. No. We are... Pennsylvanians, I guess, <laughs> or whatever the they're called. <laughs> yeah, so we we are currently uh, in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh, in a little town called Maytown, and uh, we moved up here this past January and right in the heart of a blizzard. Which, <laughs> uh, if you know a little bit about us, uh, Becca has, but I've never experienced snow, so that was interesting. Yeah, that was my first time driving though in snow. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a grand adventure. <laughs> it was an adventure. We'll save. We'll save that like adventure for another episode because I feel like that literally is an entire episode. Is <laughs> our road trip up here?
0: Oh my gosh. it was wild. Just the moving and stuff in general. It's definitely an episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. So a lot. Yeah, a lot has changed. Uh, but we're really excited. One of the things that we thought we would just continue with is. The last time you heard from us, we were only on episode two of season one. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, well, let's just pick up where we left off and this will be episode three. And so kind of a welcome back episode, yeah. kind of fill you in what's going on in life. And then we have some just exciting episodes planned for the season uh, to cap it off. Uh, our plan is still to do 10 episodes on this season um and then we'll take a little break and then we'll launch season 2 again mm-hmm. uh next year on 2023 so mm-hmm. um well i guess let's talk about like let's take everyone back to uh 2021 we uh
0: might stopped <laughs> yeah
1: why we stopped why we took a break uh you know if you knew a little bit about our story back then i would encourage you all the episodes by the way we keep them on our channel so go back if you want to listen to kind of our history But um, we had launched a new ministry called Catharos Network, um, which we still have. Um, And I was working at the hotel as a manager. Becca was still working uh, at the hotel as well, hotel uh, company in the corporate office. And life was going great. And then kind of all of a sudden, uh, life threw a whole lot of crap at us. Yeah. Uh, So... Um, Becca's dad had went into the hospital and, uh, he had some complications, uh, with some masses in his back and ended up getting surgery. And, um, he was rec- in recovery and, uh, out of nowhere her mom got COVID and, um, you know, we're thinking, oh man, this is just going to pass. Um, but slowly but surely she kept, you know, getting a little bit worse and eventually went into the hospital and, All the while, her dad was still kind of not doing so great. He got septic shock and um, ended up catching COVID in the hospital as well. And so both of them were in the hospital with COVID. And then, uh, yeah, the uh, not-so-great horrible-unexpected happened. Uh, Both of them passed away Mm -hmm. back-to-back. And so we kind of were in a tailspin, Um, clearly, I think any normal human being would uh, not really know what to do. So we decided it was best to not only pause the podcast, but also Catharos network. We decided to, uh, to shut it down. We felt from the Lord, like it was time, you know, uh, behind the scenes fact about Becca's parents, um, most amazing people, by the way, if you, if you're a listener and you knew them, you just knew they were magic. They were gold in every way. And, um, and so, but they were going to be really instrumental in helping us develop Catharos. Her dad was going to be sitting on our board of directors, and her mom already had like micro church ideas in mind. And so it was just, yeah, it caught us off guard. Um, one of those moments in life that you don't plan for. Uh, yeah. I don't think any, like, I, I thought about this in hindsight. I don't think any uh, children ever think their parents do- will die. <laughs> yeah. Like I, sh- I surely. Yeah, I just never thought about that. And so it happened. We uh, clearly are still uh, dealing with grief. I think in the stages of grief, there's days where I could speak for myself, and I'll, I'll let Becca say some stuff on this. But, I, I mean, there's days where I'm for sure in, like, denial.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it doesn't feel real. Uh, it really stinks, especially that, like, her parents were not able to see wh- the life we – built here um you know it just feels odd we 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 laugh all the time we're like man her her, you know her dad carl would have been pulled up in our driveway of his camper (laughs) camping out for months um, to making sure you know we got settled in and stuff and so it's just it's been really difficult um yeah you know babe
0: Yeah, so just going through that process, um, Josh and I had just made the decision to stop all of the, just the extra things we were doing. So like our YouTube channel, the nonprofit, the podcast, um, because really and truly, like, it just was such a, like, such a shock and such a traumatic experience. I mean, they died 36 hours apart, um, which is just... Crazy. Yeah. How do you go from having parents to just not having parents anymore? Um, whew. <laughs> just yeah. walking through that. So we, um, you know, you kind of just go into survival mode. And so at that time, all we could do was our jobs and take care of Jude and just try to like, figure out what life was going to look like for us. Um, and, still, you know, Clearly still <laughs> doing that. But um, I know Josh and I just really felt like it was time to start the podcast back up. And yeah. we had just heard so many people say how much they missed it and um, just how much they, you know, enjoyed it. And so we finally felt in a good place to to bring this back on. Um, and, right, I just think... God's grace grace has been so good and our friends and people around us and you guys have all been so understanding to give us just the space to to just try and navigate life again. Um and you know, watch when we were ready. So yeah. um so yeah, so that that happened. Um and shortly after um Josh had just was Struggling in the sense of, um, was super, super good at his job working at the hotel, like wonderful. They loved him and his management style, and, um, and were looking to actually promote him, um, <coughs> to taking over a different hotel. And, um, and at the same time, he was wrestling with if it was time to go back to ministry. Um, And so we had worked through that decided if that's what we wanted to do, if we wanted to pursue it again. Um, And we really just sort of left that in God's hands. We said, okay, you know, put your application out there. And if God opens the door, then like we'll walk through it. But we're not pushing any doors open. We're not moving if God doesn't like in general, just moving like out of any job positions without um God's hand all over it and especially considering what we were again walking through um so Josh put out his resu- his resume and I mean within a day he had like 15 churches reach out from him from all mm. over the US um wanting <laughs> him to interview yeah and um and so funny enough, the church that he's working at currently um, reached out um, very different from our norm yep. Um, yep. of what we've grown up with. It was a, It's a Mennonite church. Um, and quite frankly, Josh and I just didn't really know a whole lot about like Mennonite theology yep. or any of that. So we kind of didn't really think much of it. We're like, yeah probably not <laughs> and moved on and it was just so funny but the like a week later josh decided to message um you know one of the pastors back and um and and just have an interview and thank him thank him in general for reaching out he's just like you know his email was super thoughtful and so i just yeah. want to respond back um and so they ended up having a really great really great conversation and connecting yeah. and that just like turned into this entire thing and so you went through like three or four different interviews yeah. and then um then they wanted us to visit and so cuz we had I mean I'll be honest Pennsylvania had never even crossed my mind never even as, visited a, as a place to live right. um so we were like i just it was kind of just crazy like yeah. I, I, I just, just remember sitting there being like, is this happening? Are we maybe doing this? Are we, cons- like, oh, yeah. just all the questions, right? Racing through our heads. And so we're like, okay, well, let's let's visit. We'll see. At least we'll get to, like, walk into the church and, like, meet people and discern yeah. if we felt like this God's hand was on it. But it was feeling that way. So we're like, okay. So we planned <clears throat> a really quick little um trip. And we Goodness gracious! I think we met with
1: so many people. Yeah. it
0: was the most fun and most exhausting trip ever. Um, well, and we, we
1: decided to drive up. Yeah, we here drove to kind of do the interview process because that was the one thing that uh, was really different than most churches. I think I've been around is the interview process was um, extremely in depth, which I Just that was one thing that like I really appreciated because. Um, they didn't want they really anyone. do their due diligence, and they also want to make sure like the process is very healthy. It's very yeah. organic. Um, so yeah, we yeah. we we decided to drive up to Pennsylvania, and it's like uh, I'd never personally been. Like I think the 1st I've been was like North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> you know, driving through Washington D.C. was was crazy, and then uh, I remember like the first night we got here um even now like there's many days where like i'm driving down the roads that we first arrived on and it was like this i can't even describe it it was so magical um yeah i think for a lot of reasons like we never clearly lived in a state that has seasons and so like we (laughs) came in the middle of fall
0: Fall. oh my gosh it's gorgeous the leaves
1: were like amazing the weather was great um our city is like there's chocolate factories around our city and yeah. so uh randomly throughout you know the time you'll just randomly smell chocolate in the air so the it's air. like oh, yeah. what? what is this place it's, it's crazy <laughs> so we like yeah we um we came we visited we were like oh this is this is amazing like you know geographically this is beautiful um like all around us they call them hills but for floridians
0: <laughs> they're,
1: they're 100% mountains <laughs> Um, And actually, like, the Appalachian Trail runs through the center. So, we're only, like, 45 minutes from Mm -hmm. part of the Appalachian Trail. um, And then there's mountains that run through Pennsylvania. So, part of our dream, I think we had shared this in a previous episode, was, like, one day we would love to live, like, in the mountains. Yeah. We didn't know when that time would come. And so, like, yeah, our house right now isn't in the mountains. But, like, we are like, literally, we drive every day and get to see, like, mountain ranges. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, it was just like this really cool experience, and so, like Becca said, I didn't know what a Mennonite was. She didn't know what a Mennonite was. I had a brief
0: and we honestly kind of had ideas. a very like stereotypical sort of judgy feel about yeah. it. Like, we were worried about walking into the church and feeling like we were going to get judged. Because, yeah. you know, at the time I had, like, my nose pierced twice and eyebrow uh, yeah. piercing. Yeah, we and just
1: dressed different. We, yeah,
0: we just dressed different. So we truly didn't know what we were going to walk into. And so we go and we're like, well, we'll see if they still want to continue <laughs> meeting with us. And they'd at least seen, like, you know, our social media. But... Anyways, we went through, we met a ton of people, we got to meet the students, hang out with them, and truly just fell in love. And literally the moment that Josh and I both walked out of the church, we just looked at each other and were like, we're home. Like, there was just no way to describe how we felt about being here. Like, it just was God had made it so clear that this is where we were supposed to be. And so Josh continued in that process, um, because the other thing that they do is like we ended up having to, <laughs> to remotely do it, but we I guess get to like we got to talk to the congregation and yeah. um, one of the services. That was really cool. And and then they yeah, would like, vote. Us
1: into service. Yeah,
0: so they would affirm is what they would say. Yeah. Or essentially, they voted us <laughs> in yeah. if they were gonna um, allow like Josh to be on staff. Um, which is just a really cool process, right? Yeah. Cause you like get buy-in from the entire church on having us be a part of, well, Josh be a part of staff. Yeah. So it's very like scary <laughs> cause we've never been yeah. through a process like that. Um, so like waiting for the <laughs> affirmations or votes yep. to come through, like we were like uh, stressed out, but, um, process. But it was so cool because then it came through and they, you know, there was an overwhelming number of Mm -hmm. people who had wanted us to come and be a part. And from that moment on, it was like. We were moving yeah. in like four weeks.
1: It's like oh it was, snap! Like we got to get our house sold. Yeah, well, and even waiting for order. the after,
0: you know waiting for those votes to come in. I mean, we were showing our house like we were selling yeah. it and packing and praying so to we're God. Coming to Pennsylvania
1: weather. That, we and that's voted what we joked with them
0: because they were like, "Well, I don't know if you should do that," and we're like, "Yeah, you don't understand. Yeah. Like we a know we're called here, and b you know." Like, if you want us to get up there by January, like, we have no choice. We have to do this stuff um, in order to be there on time. So, yeah. So, it was, like, a huge step of faith to, like, if it didn't pan out how we thought it was or we felt like we heard God wrong, well, we were out of a house um, and a job. Well,
1: and I think the the thing, too, and, and we had, like, some friends and family both that just they couldn't really understand or grasp why we would make such Please. a drastic move. You know, it felt very much like, uh, not quite like, but when mm-hmm. Jesus, you know, called the disciples, they kind of left their life and followed him. And yeah. for Beck and I, like we've said this before, like uh, discerning what the Holy Spirit is speaking is is extremely important for us. And yeah. uh, we, we try to only move when the Spirit moves. Yeah. And, Um, Not in like a spooky Pentecostal way, but just in a way of like, hey, we have a relationship with the Lord. We trust his voice. He's the good shepherd. And so we really felt like God was calling us here, oddly enough. And what's cool is this is how God lines stuff up. Like um, during that time of launching Catharos and walking through that season, like we had really deconstructed a lot of what we knew coming from, Mm -hmm. you know, an evangelical church background. Um, And there's just things about like that background that we just both were like kind of off put and not like not judgy towards, but we just said, man, there has to be like a better way. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so Anabaptist, which is uh, within Mennonite, you know, so you have like Mennonites, you have Amish and then you have church of the brethren. They kind of all, um, come into this, uh, what, what we would call Anabaptist like theology. theology. And so, um, really, really fascinating stuff. And, I'll have to do a whole episode like on our experience, like with that, because it really has been a very enlightening experience. But what we realize is like, oh, Anabaptists actually are pretty normal to what we would, uh, what we had been following the whole time. I think the one thing that stood out that was different was they have very much a theology of peace and peacemaking. So they would call themselves pacifists. They don't believe in war. And so they, you know, when we came on staff, that was one thing they said, like, "Hey, this is kind of important to us, so you need to be in agreement with this." And you know, but they support like your troops and such. Yeah, yeah, like for sure. Like they they support. I mean, they're not going to like throw someone who's in law (laughs) enforcement or stuff out, but they definitely Anabaptists don't support war. Um, Yeah, you know, they don't believe in war um, or violence, just being violent towards people. Um, And so we just like I don't know personally, like I really love that because. I think I've expressed this before like uh Christian nationalism is one of the most like disgusting things to me I just mm-hmm. I believe as Christians we are called to be set apart um, and to build God's kingdom not to build the kingdoms of this earth mm-hmm. and so Anabaptists that's like exactly what they believe that's how you know how they line up so we just felt like man this is like amazing and the other thing that we really really loved was you know, we had really in-depth conversations with Pastor Carl, uh, mm-hmm. who's our lead pastor, and just asked him, you know, we we were coming from a really great church in Florida that uh, both of us still have a relationship with, and we talked to people from there, but there was also a lot of things that just weren't always the best, and um, and I can just say from personal experience, like, there was almost like a, like a workaholic kind of culture, and so that was one thing that... I had really asked Pastor Carl about, I said, listen, like, what does it look like? Like, what does rest look like here as a pastor? And what I love is like, they literally create a culture of rest. He said straight up to me, he's like, man, listen, if like you work a week that has a lot of hours, like 50 hours or more, he's like the next week, I want you to work less. Like I believe like in longevity and ministry. And so it just was like, man, this is so timely for Becca and I, we knew this would be great for our marriage for our family, and also just for me to jump back into ministry because, you know, I actually told this to a friend the other day I was on the phone with, and I said working at the hotel was awesome. Honestly, it was the most um, impactful on my leadership out of any place I've ever been, like any conference I've ever attended to because being a hotel manager, there's so much you have to know logistically, and that was always kind of a weak point for me. Um, so that year of working at the hotel like taught me so much about people. taught It taught me how to like not be so churchy in the way I present Jesus. Um, but I knew like my ultimate calling in life is to be in full time ministry, mm-hmm. like vocational ministry. Like this is where God's called me. This is my lane. In fact, you know I had so many mentors. They're like Josh. Like I get like you're in the hotel right now, but this isn't where God's called you. Like He's <laughs> called you for ministry. I mean, Pastor mm-hmm. Charles. Kept telling me time and time again. He's like, he's like, bro, I know you're you're doing good right now. You're just kind of vibing, doing yourself, you know, like your thing. He's like, but God's called you to like to be a pastor, mm-hmm. and um, and so coming here, it's been so refreshing. And, and like we said, like, um, I think following Jesus is scary.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, we, I mean, there was like selling our house was the most terrifying thing in the world because it was like. We had to get our house in order, but then like as offers were coming in, we're like, oh snap! Like, what if they back out of the offer? And sure enough, like one person couldn't get financing, so we're like, oh no! Luckily, like we had the best real estate agent. Uh, shout out to Woo-hoo! Ricardo, amazing! Uh, he he got our house sold. He a and just yeah, if you need someone in Ocala to sell your house, Ricardo. All uh, the way. All the way. Um, but yeah, he, you know, luckily we have like an offer kind of on the table already. And so like, but even in that process, it was like, man, you know, like what if something happens? Like we we're moving, like this is set in stone. (laughs) Like I've already left my job. Becca's already let her job know. And like, thank God, like her job is just so amazing. They let her work remotely. So Becca basically works from our house and gets to fly to Florida, um, a couple couple times a year. So that's been really exciting for her. Uh, cause she loves to travel. So it was just like God orchestrated this yeah. perfectly. And even in the midst of it, which we'll get uh, – I, I don't want to spend too much time on like our entire life here. I think we'll split that into multiple episodes. But like there was so many complications when we got oh here. Oh, my gosh. Um, and one of the biggest ones, so we like got here. Life is going great. Um, we I think it was like day three of being here. We had
0: – It was a week. Exactly one week.
1: Yeah. Well, before that, oh, we had looked at – house, like we had a a real estate agent up here who we had met with when we had visited in November. And so, you know, she, we were like, oh, this lady's awesome. She's a Christian. And so like we had done some Zoom calls with her as she was showing us houses when we were still in Florida. And so we found this beautiful, super charming 1900s row home uh, in a little town called Columbia that we just fell in love with. Uh, Columbia is this really cool, kind of more urban uh, town that has these beautiful old row homes and so like we did this video call and love the home yeah it needed some work and we just loved it well we got here and we had asked well, her we're beforehand. To close
0: two weeks yeah so we're we, split, we're, we're, we buy buying yeah, the house <laughs> yeah we're
1: buying the house we had put a, a large chunk of money down and so we get there and we had asked her previously like hey is there any smells in the house and she's like no like it smells great and we're like Okay, cool. So we get here and all excited. I remember literally, like, I was like a kid in a candy store on the way there. And as soon as she opened the door, the strongest smell of cigarettes hit us on our face. Yeah. And the house had been smoked in for years. Mm. And it was like, literally, it was a huge
0: house, too.
1: Like, complete deflating. Yeah, it was like a three oh. story, I don't know, like 2,400 square feet. We'll see, like, was it was insane. huge. Um, and like, like we said, 10 foot ceilings old old home. So we already knew, like, cosmetically it needed work, but the cigarette smell just it crushed us because number one, we're both asthmatic. Yep. Uh, it gives us both headaches. Yep. The walls were yellow. There's ashtrays everywhere. And I'm just like, so we like look at her and we're like, like, um, are are we like in the right house? Like, she's like, yeah, what's up? And I was like, uh, it smells like cigarette smoke. Oh, is that going to be a problem? Like, uh, it's a huge problem.
0: He literally like, asked about it specifically.
1: So, to make a long story short, there, like God protected us during that process. We ended up getting some of our money back, and it's crazy how God orchestrated it because He sent a gentleman in our congregation.
0: It's like two days who, later,
1: yeah, who just didn't even know us yet, and he is like, "Hey, I have a house." i want to show you guys it's going up for auction i think it's the perfect home and it's the home that right. we're telling this story <laughs> from right yeah, now that's, that's beautiful and has a new roof and a new ac know and and people
0: auctioned houses <laughs>
1: i had no idea i mean I, I assumed people did this kind of stuff i've never I been didn't to an assume. auction thought about it and uh, i can just tell you from experience auctions are terrifying my heart was racing as i'm betting like hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> like wild uh, yeah. so anyway That was crazy. But then a week later, um, after moving up here, my dad had helped us move up. And it was really like we said, we're going to tell that story um, because it was a crazy road trip. Um, Just a lot of really powerful moments, I think, where God moved. So we sent him back on the Amtrak, uh, the little town we live in. It's awesome. There's a beautiful brand new Amtrak station. um, And so we sent him on the Amtrak train back home. And not even a couple, like a week later, He died from a massive heart attack. So again, here we are. Like we're not even a year into Becca's parents passing, and
0: well, we were four months. We yeah, we were only four months months
1: in after. And now my dad's gone. And it's like it's like like one of these. Like honestly, I looked at it like I can look at it now this way, and the moment I didn't see it this way, it was like living a movie. Yeah, it's like is this really even reality right now? Like yeah how has three of our parents passed away? Yeah, in four months. And so, like, we – it was just so sudden. We didn't end up going to Florida immediately. We're going to be going in a couple months. um, And I think we'll end up spreading my dad's ashes. And uh, my dad was great as he was in many ways. He wasn't always smart with his finances. And he he apparently dropped his life insurance policy. (laughs) So uh, my mom clearly not working, just living on, like – her social security didn't have any money to pay for the funeral. And so many of you, uh, our friends, our family came through yeah. and our our new church family up here. I mean, they've only known us for a couple of weeks. They came through with a meal train. They came through with finances and they blessed us. And we were able to have enough money to get my dad cremated. And so, but we, in all of this, it's like, man, what, like, wouldn't you guys like, aren't you just escaping from, Florida after her parents. It's like, no, God called us here. And then it's like trauma hits us again. And you would think, well, clearly Pennsylvania is not where you're supposed to be. But in the middle of that, this beauty has emerged. Yeah. And we just know, like, God's called us here.
0: Yeah, like, it's our, been, like, the most healing place that I have ever, ever experienced.
1: It's been just... The, in in like, the community. Like, we, we've said this over and over again about our church. Like, there's churches that talk about wanting community. And then there's churches that live community and yeah. Mount joy Mennonite. Right. They live community. Yeah. And that was the first impression we had got when we had visited. We we're like, this church loves people. Yeah. So we've been loved and it's been so cool. Um You know, as much as you would think someone coming from more of a charismatic, evangelical background, would have a difficult time adjusting to a brand new Mennonite Anabaptist context. It hasn't been, it's been this really awesome experience and learned so much about ministry that I didn't know about Mm -hmm. caring for people and loving them in a a unique way. And just looking at ministry through a different light. uh, I think we have one of the just best staff. I mean, pastor Carl is an amazing pastor who just loves people loves jesus and um and so this has been a really cool experience and then just living here i mean we got to experience snow yeah winter and yeah. that's been exciting we got to experience spring we live by the way in the middle literally in the middle of farm country so like literally <laughs> all around us is cornfields it's mm. wild <laughs> it's amazing um, so, like, we just got done with harvest. So, their allergies and, are horrendous. Oh, like, listen, they're, they're done. Yeah. I'm on like three allergy medicines right now. It's, <laughs> it's so bad. It's ridiculous.
0: We're like, constantly doing nose sprays. Constantly. But it's still amazing.
1: It's, and that's been like, yeah, it's just been cool to see, like, clearly living in Florida, like, yeah, there's farming and, like, in, o, in Ocala, like, there's horses and stuff. But here, it's like, it's, it's so just different. different. <laughs> it's yeah. so different. There's, like, all kinds of farms and, like, yeah, it's just funny. There's so many funny stories we could tell you guys about the culture up here. About uh, So, like, what they would call it is, like, Swiss, Swiss German Dutch is essentially, like, the culture around here. And so, like, there's tons of Amish, which, by the way, it I still, every time I see one, literally, I'll never forget. I think it was, like, week four of driving to church one morning. And like, I'm stuck behind Amish buggies. Yeah. Like, I'm like, where am I right now? Like, you're just (laughs) driving, there's just Amish buggies rolling past you, and uh, getting to go to like Amish farms has been the most interesting, just crazy experience.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's been crazy. Um, now because we have like real fall here, we're like actually experiencing real fall things like apple picking and
1: yeah, like pumpkins actually pumpkin growing. Picking. They're not just being like <laughs> shipped in in boxes. Yeah. Like
0: it's really cool. It's been and Jude has just been thriving here. Like this, yeah. he is a farm baby for sure. Oh, I and mean, percent. Lives for it and all his little friends are like (laughs) family or are like kids of farmers so he like spent one weekend like shucking corn um and living his best life and loves tractors and yeah so it's been it's been such a, a such a cool season i mean josh and i still work really hard but for whatever i really don't quite know what it is except for god's grace like I've never experienced so much peace and ease yeah. in our life ever. And I yeah. feel like, um, in Florida, I just I just truly feel like Josh and I were, I don't know how any other way to say it, but just like in a cloud. Yeah. Like no matter how much or how hard we tried or how hard we worked, like we just never felt like we had time to do the things we loved and were yeah. passionate about. Like it truly felt like work, sleep feet like and that was like our entire okay. life um and then whenever we were actually free to do things like we would be so tired <laughs> to do them I and we just wouldn't want to and yeah. whereas like here i just feel like our entire life is opened up in oh, such an amazing so, yeah. way um that we just kind of feel alive again and i just think god really knew we needed this
1: yeah and you know i think what's really cool is um we've been able i've been able to since reconnect with uh, one of my really close friends uh named easton howard yeah um he was a youth leader with me in florida for years and so uh he actually married his wife um who lived here in lancaster city and so like they live in the city which by the way like i know we said farm country we actually live really close to like a metro city uh, <laughs> lancaster city and awesome. um it's a beautiful city uh filled with amazing coffee shops one of them being passenger coffee yeah. <laughs> So uh, which is one of the best coffee. I mean, they're I mean nationally known. Um, and another one is called Square One Coffee, uh, another national known coffee. And so, like, we have all these amazing coffee shops in the area, mm-hmm. and just like. That's been a really cool experience, which we'll have to share some coffee reviews with you guys. But, yeah, yeah it's been... because Ocala
0: only really ever had one craft coffee, yeah, which symmetry. is Symmetry. Yeah. So it's so cool to, like, live somewhere where there's, like, tons of craft coffee places all, all, over. all over. Yeah. Um, And then we're only three hours from... New York,
1: yeah, New York, City. which is New York
0: City, which yeah. is amazing, and we've been able to make two trips to New York City yeah, already this awesome. year. And New York City is just amazing. We take the train and like, and that was a, you know our first experience taking a yeah. train, and so yeah, I mean, first subway, first. We have to <laughs> do like so a New York things. City episode. Oh, yeah. definitely about. have to do New York, but yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, we've been to the Baltimore Museum. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're just... like Been to a Phillies game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, to a Phillies game, to Mets game. Yeah. I mean, so cool. Like, all of the things we've been able to to do and experience. And then, you know, like, we've had um cabins in the mountains where yeah. we've gone and just, like, been able to get away. And yeah. so it's just been such an amazing experience. And, like, we live in such, a, like, a great central spot to... Yeah. I mean, everything that Josh and I love, Literally. from mountains to quiet to city yeah. to like all
1: of it yeah and even um, like i mean we're definitely further away from the beach than in florida uh delaware uh, is the closest beach yeah um which is like three hours away but even that if we wanted to make a beach trip yeah. you know um and i know like jersey you know there's beaches there so that's been like that's been really cool uh becca and i've always said like we love the beaches in florida but we are 100 more mountain people mm-hmm. like we just love the mountains more mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we're really, really close, uh, not like an hour away, but a couple, maybe like six hours away from our best friends, Isai and Taylor Yeah, uh, in New Hampshire. And all up so, in
0: Florida. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's like, uh, I feel like all the homies, like we've all kind of moved to different spots. Yeah. So it's cool to be closer uh, to our really close friends. And so it's just been like this experience of like, not just growing uh, in our faith. I think God's grown both of us in our faith in tremendous ways, but also just growing in our relationship with each other, yeah. making new friendships and relationships. Yeah. And um and we get to pastor like honestly the most amazing students in the world. They're like awesome. They're so cool. Uh we we love them so much. And so it's just been like this neat journey of uh of God opening doors that honestly were not like in our we I think both of our minds we never would have thought Pennsylvania number one. But I don't think either one of us would have imagined this life. And yeah. so uh this is what, uh, you know, can I just encourage like someone listening right now, maybe you're in a season that uh, isn't going so great. Maybe you're defeated. Maybe maybe you're in a season like kind of we were, where you, you're, you lost someone super special to you. Um, God, this is what I believe about God. God can turn those situations that seem hopeless into um, not just a season where, Uh, of increase where he's pouring out blessings, but in a season where he reveals new depths of his love Mm -hmm. and new depths of his character. And I just think like one of the things I've learned about Jesus in this season is like, I think I said it earlier Mm -hmm. in the episode, like he, he really is the good shepherd Mm -hmm. of our heart. And like, he leads us um, if we allow him, because this is what I know about him. Like he's a gentleman. Mm -hmm. He's not just going to like force his leadership on your life. Like he wants you to trust him. And along this whole process, literally, I mean, it's literally been nothing but trusting. I mean, when we got here and we lost the money, um, with the house, we were like, I mean, that was like our money. So, It was it was a scary and waiting for like our finances from our house in Florida to come through. It was it was a little scary. Not gonna mm-hmm. lie. And we
0: were living in someone's
1: house. Just yeah, we were living in a, in <laughs> a farmhouse, a house, which was
0: and like, we'd only planned for two weeks. I feel and like that's needed, another episode. Yeah, we about needed a like two months.
1: Yeah, I had to stay there
0: because we still had to get into the house and yeah. start an entire deal all over again. Yeah, Um, which was just crazy. Yeah. and so yeah, I mean, God has just been so faithful for to us, and I think. Something I know for Josh and I specifically, like grief in itself has opened our eyes to saying, like, man, the church doesn't know how to grieve. Yeah, like we've done a really poor job at teaching.
1: Oh, there's like, no theology. There's of just grieving. yeah, and yeah,
0: and there's you know times where you see in the Bible where like, you know, especially with Lazarus, like like Jesus stopped and he. Like he wept yeah. with them. Like he already knew he well, he was gonna go in and heal, yeah. but he took time to just like be there yeah. and weep and feel all of the things with someone, and like that's what we're like that's what we're called to do. Is that you know the year later, the four years later, like you have no idea when that stuff like just hits people and yeah. Like it doesn't just go away in two weeks because you've forgotten about right. it. Like this is someone's new reality yeah. that they have to walk through. And so that's been really eye opening for Josh and I yeah. um to do better and to ex like to expect the church to to do better. Yeah. Um, and help teach them how to do better. Yeah. Um and again, like Mountjoy Mennonite, gosh, they loved us so well when Josh yeah. lost his dad. Yeah. I think we had like five people just come sit with us that very yeah. day. We hadn't even started yeah you hadn't even started working there yet. No. Um and it just was such a blessing. And then like three weeks worth of meal trains. Like it just was crazy how well loved we were in that season and uh, different things that they've done throughout the year yeah. to just like honor our parents um Mm -hmm. and love us really well has been amazing and so the season truly like i don't know any other way of explaining it other than like god teaching us how to let like grief and joy coexist
1: yeah
0: um because they they kind of have to we can't just grieve all the time but but when we do like there's space for that right. um, and that it's also okay for us to like have joy in our life again, um, which is sometimes feels really difficult. Yeah. And so God has just been really gracious to us yeah. in this season.
1: It's been a good season for sure. So we're excited. We have so much in store for the remainder of this season and uh, for future seasons. And so for our loyal listeners and even for the new listeners, I know I've, I've been like, not like hardcore, but looking at the analytics of the podcast, and it's crazy to see like, even in a year of not making episodes, like people are still listening, they're still downloading, uh, which is just wild to me. I'll always be blown away by that., uh, but thank you so much for staying with us. and uh, we're just excited for this journey and to share it with you guys and to be around the table. and um, we've got some cool ideas for giveaways in the future and just also all kinds of really neat stuff. So, If you didn't know this, we also have uh, Instagram. So make sure you go check it out, Coffee and Combos. Um, We're going to be posting especially a lot more like coffee content on there and just like reviews um, and things like that. So make sure you go follow there. And uh, we love you guys so much. We can't wait to see you in the next episode next Friday. Love (laughs) y'all.
0: See ya.